Hello, hello to all you amazing listeners to Majoring in the Minus podcast. Thank you so much for listening to us and supporting us. We truly, truly appreciate it. Majoring in Minus is a podcast where we talk about how the majority of people focus on the minor and insignificant things in life. Your hosts, as usual, the dashing, the handsome, me, and the okayish. Dude, Louis. Hopefully, he doesn't mind me saying that. Uh, our guest for today is uh, one of my favorite people on the planet, Lou Bombs Bodies. Well, we both had an amazing time having Lou on our podcast. Listening to him is very fascinating. He has so much passion and control, and I can see, like, because I relate to the passionate side of him, but I can also see how he goes from these moments of passion and energy and high levels of you know being up there and aroused to just like kind of take a step back and can like you know reset his mindset and think about what he wants to say and then uh, deliver what he has to say which is amazing i love that control and i love that contrast as well and we're getting that out of the way uh we did sat down and talk to lou about uh, the art of thinking what he thinks how he thinks and what process he goes through, uh, the type of meditation he does. He gave us some amazing backstories of his life and what he has been through. So I am quite excited for you guys to listen to this episode. Enjoy, like, share, and tell your friends. Thank you for listening to Majoring in the Minus. How are you doing, man, today? You good? All good? I'm great. I'm great. How are you guys doing? Thank you for having me. Oh, man. It's, a, it's our pleasure. Our pleasure, man. Our pleasure. I'm Thank quite you. excited. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm fangirling or fanboying here right now. Me too, man. You guys have a phenomenal podcast. I really do love enjoying it. I love listening to it. I love that I enjoy listening to it. Um, you know, because like a lot of times when people put things out, like if they're in a the community I like to be in, mm-hmm. you hope they do things you enjoy too, you know? So it's like, I don't have to lie to you, basically. I can just say I thoroughly enjoy listening to your podcast, you know? Oh, so man. I appreciate that. Same, same. Love the podcast in Louis Trust. That was amazing. Like yeah. second episode, honestly. Yeah, I didn't yeah, I didn't see the guest uh coming. Coming out. That was great. That was really great. It's got me. <laughs> I think everyone got surprised by that. Yeah, I surprised yeah. myself. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, what yeah, go on. Sorry, Louis. I was just... sorry. So, so I was just gonna say, what inspired you to do that? The podcast? No, that episode. Like, I didn't go through it all. I was right. laughing too um, much in the gym, but you know, that podcast alone that is just, uh, it's just having fun. Like, hmm. so what inspires me to do something like that is just to to like let go of the seriousness of life. Sometimes, you know, like. We need it, you know, to, to produce and function and, and be a society. But like sometimes like we put these restraints and restrictions on ourselves that everything has to be this like, you know, starch just and I just love to just make fun of everything because to me, there's no limits with that. Like, yeah, you're going to hurt people's feelings. You're going to offend people. But sorry, like they were like. I know my intentions always, you know, it's to have fun, you know, love all that stuff, the beautiful part of it. And if people take it in a negative sense, then that's 
if you ask me, between them and them. So the inspiration of it comes to just spread fun, have fun, break the the paradigms of the seriousness of everything and like just let go for a little bit, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Especially nowadays, like obviously with the pandemic and everything, everyone's just like really focused on the negative negatives any, anyways. So I think like that freshness of just like, you know, I love the beginning of the episode as well, just reading good news. Cause like all you hear in media is just like, this went to shit, that went to shit, part of my language. But uh, it, it's good to like, you know, just like be like, now, you know what? There's an old dude who like rode this much for like, you know, his brother-in-law. And then there's someone who went out and like, you know, helped the dog. That was amazing. That's great. But uh, to bring that a little bit further back, what made you want to start a podcast in the first place? No. Um, really, I love listening to him. I'm all about him. I think of the future. And I just always find I have this insane mind, this, this wild mind that I half the time I literally like when I post the things I post and, and pump the Instagram and all that, it, it like it, it's because I'm I laugh at it myself. Like I'm entertaining myself. So I figure like put it out there, you know? And I I, I just happen to think that I have this like I look at it like I'm a witnesser of this, of the loo that everyone else sees. Like I'm witnessing what everyone else does. And to me, it's wild. The thoughts to come through here, you know, whether good, bad, or evil, good, whatever you want to label them as. And I figure there's definitely people out there that can enjoy it. And also maybe we could help each other too. Like I've, you know, done some personal things in my life that got me to certain places and then got out of them and just, you know, the unfolding and unraveling of everyone's life. And, you know, you can connect with one person and help them. So I have all these thoughts and I figure let's get them out there more, you know? So now it's just put it out there. And with the podcast, it's going to slowly evolve to other things right now. It's for humor, comedic relief and all that, but eventually we're going to intertwine into other ideas and like the mind and what I think on it and just living in general and what all this is that we do here, you know? So to pump the podcast is really just, promoting this mind pumping this mind you know sharing it sharing it all yeah without without any and i and i always try to it's weird because i sit there myself and like second guess it and question it but i try to not edit my mind because then it to me it's like it's not the entire truth and and it's like that's why i dance with that thought of like other people are going to get offended and feel a certain type of way but it's like you're not going to please everyone and as long as i know that in my heart, I'm coming from truth and love. It's like, I'm sorry if I say certain things that offend you. And so most of the time it's, to me, it's like, a, it's whatever, like, you know, it's just, it's just talking, just thoughts, you know, what is it? Yeah, no, I get that. Especially as someone, cause English is my second language. So sometimes I say things unintentionally that really offends people. And I'm like, you know what, if it offends you, tell me and I'm sorry for it. But most of the times I don't even mean it. It's just like I say something that I call someone fat and I'm like, fuck, I, I wasn't meant to say that. But uh, <laughs> I, I like the idea because you and I, like, you know, I sent you that message. I like the idea of the, the mind and thinking. And that really like I really like your stories because it seems like you're a person who's aware of what he's thinking. Like um, I, I told you this, I think a lot of people are trying to kind of go away from that. They're trying to just like shut this down as much as they can. Like they just do their work 
the moment that five o'clock, six o'clock, it, it comes, they hit that snooze button and then they're just watching something mindful just to waste time. Like, you no, know, it's just to get go through the time, not paying attention to the voice up here. Uh, so I, I wanted to like kind of dig a little bit deeper and like talk to you about the art of thinking because I can see it in the way you talk. Like you are a person who 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 is thinking about what comes in into into your head and you kind of recognize it that sometimes it's not you it's just something like it just comes out of nowhere and you're like wait why do i have this like in my head right now where did it come from and like you try to go and find the source of it yeah i i think like you said the art of thinking that's exactly what it is it's it's hard to think sometimes even if it's hard to think when you're trying to learn something you know break it down like Earlier, I'm trying to read this Brad Schoenfeld study, and I got to read the same sentence 20 times. That's just what it is. And that's hard. I could easily let my mind track to the other things it wants to do, but to do this. Now, that's the one step. That's the learning thinking. But then when you're just thinking, like, I think people are so scared to think where it's like, I'll have thoughts. For instance, when I sit on my podcast, like I, I have a window I can open up wide. I'll have a thought about, yo, if you jump, you're dead. Does that mean I'm suicidal, that I'm going to go do it, that I'm depressed, any of that? To me, no. To other Certain people you talk to, I, I should be in a clinic. But to me, no, it's just a thought that comes. It doesn't mean I have to attach to this thought and be this thought. This could be a thought that, like, I believe we're antennas here. And what we take in is what you'll start to think, you know? So you can, you can create your thoughts by what you take in. Now, I went through a life of a more, like, I come from a more aggressive family structure. Not saying they're bad people. We're more like this, more let's go after it. And like, you know, grew up around like mafia movies and more violence and stuff like that. That's like more the culture I came from. So to have those aggressive thoughts is just what's going to happen, you know? And I think, like I said, I think people are scared to think because they're scared that their thoughts are them, that whatever comes and goes has to be them. But the thought can come, come, the thought can go as long as I'm here, always. Like, I think we, we, we confuse what happens here with what happens here at the heart center. That, you know, even the voice here is not the voice here. That still small voice within that, like the Quakers would always talk of, like the, the, the thoughts and mind that this is here is constructed and evolved of human conditioning since we came out of the trees and started being bipeds. Like, a lot of these, these like, um, like when we always go to the comfort thought, like when I'm trying to read the Brad Schoenfeld study and my thought is like, bro, just go watch some shit. Like get stoned and watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's because that's comfortable. It's easy. And that's where our body would be like, yo, don't go out and do that wild shit. You might get eaten by a lion. It's like, stay over here. You know, that was to save us. Like not, not to keep us low now. Like I'm not going to get eaten by a lion, you know? So it's our minds trying to keep us comfortable in different ways. You know, and then even with like the stress of life, like you're not getting eaten by a line, but bills got to be paid. The kids got to be taken care of, things like that. So I think we confuse like what we primitively have in here thinking like it's the end all be all. But it's because it's also because we don't look into these things. Like if we don't go to try to learn how it is, what it is to be human, we all we just assume I'm here. I'm good. I got it. But then we neglect like this, this brain, this mind that's a wild frigging thing. And like, if we don't try to learn about it in some way or sense, you know, we'll be quick to get angry. We're quick to react. We'll be quick to do more than negative things in life. You know, some are born, I think, with just that positive, like a Gary V type of guy just seems like he's was born into that. And my beliefs of reincarnation is, Hey, maybe he's on his way. Like, you know, so 
with the art of thinking, it, it is exactly that. It's an art. And like, like any art, not many people will actually go out there and express their art, you know? And then even deeper with that, express, maybe even have the idea that the thinking doesn't have to be theirs. It's just thinking, you know? You can get a little deeper into it, but it doesn't mean it's always your thinking. Half the time, we're just watching something else, assessing it, and then thinking about it. And that's a lot of times other thoughts, right? You're just taking them into your mind, and now you're thinking about it. But you're thinking about someone else's thoughts. Yeah. So it's like, who's doing the thinking? You know? Mm-hmm. It's like, is the information yours or has it been like pumped into your brain? Uh, it's funny, like the thing you said about the window, I know, I've, I don't know the word, like, so this is me not have actually done the research, but the French actually have a word for like, you know, when you, you're at a big height or like, you know, you open the window and that urge that you want to, because kind of you think about like, what happens if I jump in? It's actually like, it's very common for a lot of cultures and they have words for it, but I don't know the French. I'm not good with the, the language anyway, so I'm not going to pretend to say it. But uh, it's interesting that like some of the, and I think it's the same as the stuff you said, like, you know, maybe it comes from our past, maybe some sort of instinct that's just engraved into human uh, mind. Sorry, I just went laterally completely. <laughs> Louis. <laughs> Lou, uh, going into this, uh, so we were talking about the art of thinking clearly. How would you kind of break down that process? How do you do it? How do you separate from the mind to the heart? Well, the way I even got to doing it was through, for me personally, meditation is my end all be it's, it's everything to me. Like people talk about it or to me personally, it is, it's what's gotten me from a point of what I thought was horrible things to amazing things. And it's, that has led me to, to understand you sit, you don't move, you just follow the breath, all this stuff's going to come through, come through, come through. And it, and it actually trains the muscle in the mind to let it come through, come through, go, go, go. And you just sit here. And you just be until the real voice comes through. And usually that voice is of just pure love and bliss. And there's never any of the ego part of like, oh, but that and, and the attachments and all that. And what gets me to, to then utilize that in life, like before just reacting to things. And you can see through my Instagram and stuff, I could be very reactionary, but you know, that's why we, we practice and we work. But meditation has got me to that point to stop listening to this and listen to the heart more. And because it slows everything down, you know, you're sitting with yourself, you're not reacting with the world, you're, you're in the world, your world, everything is here. And then you go out and, and do everything in the external world. So for me, it's, it's been the art of mindful meditation, you know, and then you know, I've been doing that for about five years now. And it's, it's an amazing thing. It's, it's gotten me to, to, to stop being so angry at the world and, and, and hate all that and blame others and blame everything else. It's, 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 been amazing and that's that meditation for me is is what's got me to to understand that the thoughts come the thoughts go but i'm here i'm always here these are going to come and go but i'm here so that's that's what does it for me but for, for anyway you could do journey any type of interest self introspecting like even with like behavior change, anytime you want to change anything it has to start with like self-awareness Without that, you're never going to get anywhere because you're always going to look out there to get you somewhere else. You know, to me, it's, it just it doesn't work. It's not the calculation for it. you want. You want to change something about you. You can't expect anything else to change but you. You know, your external circumstance is going to change you. That's that's what that is. That's self-awareness to the fullest. That's what can personally get me from up here to in here and then from looking external to internal and creating 
instead of just coasting through it all and let it happen to me. I'm, I'm making it happen. And what prompted this sort of um, looking inwards sort of phase in your life? Like what triggered that uh, run into meditation? Well, I lived a lot of my life as just an angry, angry person, hating the world, you know, which led me into drug addiction and into eventually jail and shit and stuff like that. And I had no choice. Like, to, I looked at it, I had no choice, you know, and it became a thing where I was always into like that. Um, like religion was never big in my life. You know, I went to Catholic school for nine years and was indoctrinated into a lot of that stuff. And uh, it just wasn't. I never jived with it too much, but I always felt I wanted to believe in something, you know? So it just brought me to, it led me to looking into other things. And then I got really into like the Eastern side of things, like their thoughts on life. And I figured, let me try this out. And I would just, I made it a thing. I started literally with a Calm app and sat down and five minutes was like forever. Like everyone said, I can't meditate because you're trying to meditate, you know? And, and it just kept going with it. I, I, it's like a decision I just made where I was like, listen, Doing these things haven't been working. You've been miserable, hated your life, the horrible, negative, terrible thoughts to the point of jail. It's like, what can we do now? So I just did my own like looking and research into things and was like, let's try this meditation stuff out. I hear great things about it, you know? And um, actually I think a book that really put me onto was this book called Buddhist Bootcamp. And that I forget the author, but the book Buddhist Bootcamp really put thoughts into my, my mind of, different ways of looking at life and blaming others and stuff like that. And I think that's what really led me to the meditation. And then, like I said, it's got into it and I just made it a habit because I had a reason I needed to be like, again, the life I was living obviously was not working out for me. And I real, and I had a, a something within me that I believe I'm blessed to have <clears throat> to get me out of it, to draw me out of it, you know? And that's really what led me to meditation. It, almost like no choice. And that's what I personally looked for, but like, the way I meditate is the same way someone can go to church and do their thing or running could be a meditation. I think it's a little different though, because you're still physically moving. So you are kind of distracting in a sense, but journaling, things like that. I, again, just love the meditation because it's just you, no movement, nothing. And you can break down all the veils of what we think we are. And it's fast. It's fascinating to me. Yeah. I, so I'm going to, before Lou, uh, so. It's going to be difficult, Louis and Lou. Uh, before Louis puts me on the spot, uh, I do normally. I I'm not a big fan of meditation. Like I say, I'm not a big fan of meditation in a sense of what has become popular, right? You know, like the, the people who talk, like you know, the way they talk about it, because they kind of they they're trained to sell an agenda. But when I say like I meditate, for me, meditation is when you're alone here, up here, like, you know, in your brain. So I like the way that you talked about it, like, you know, just creating an environment to be able to be alone with your thoughts and let like have this in and out. Like, yes, breathing is great. Like, you know, go and listen about like breathing helps a lot, but like there is deeper levels to it. Like, you know, there is just like being able to uh, kind of look inside and like sort out these thoughts and we talked about the art of thinking so before he says it because i know like maybe normally he likes to throw me under the bus i wanted to say this like if i agree with some sort of meditation is the way you explained it like you know the way that you would do it is just finding what works for you to be alone with those thoughts um just took that opportunity disarm him make sure he, he doesn't do that <laughs> good talk 
Yeah, apparently he's gonna he's going around telling people I like Ryan Holiday. That's a, that's another thing. Yeah. yeah. For God. Yeah. For shame. For shame. Uh one more like another thing that I found really interesting and I wanted to bring up as soon as I can is like in one of your stories, I think it was uh you talked about this rite of passage, this ritual of like you know, going from child to like you know a man or a woman like you know and that kind of went bam clicked in my head i was like yes we're missing that like there is no we're not making a big deal out of it so talk about how like what made you more aware of this and what do you mean by that i think what made me aware of this is i read a book on psychology from child to man it was it was, it was off of men so it was the boy child psychology to man psychology and the ritual of the death of a child to the birth of the man, like many societies and cultures had before the main driver of society we live in now, they had a birth. That's what that was. It was a birthright. It was the death of the child to now be the man. And that was a way to psychologically face the things we face up here. You know, like the, the immature thoughts you could say you could have the child thoughts of like the, why not me, the jealousy, the, the angst, the, you know, all those negative, you could say thoughts that are going to, keep you from being, from proceeding in life, you know? And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with now is that they're lost because they don't, don't know what to do. Like, you know, you're going to follow everyone else, tell you, do this, do that, make a lot of money, don't make money, it's evil, do this, you know? Maybe go this path, go that path. And a lot of times, again, we don't sit with ourselves to find out what we want to do. So we'll just find ourselves at 50, like, wait, what, what just happened? You know, I got it. I was all young and had all this energy. Now I don't because well, you've been draining your own energy doing stuff you don't want to do this whole time. And I think a lot of that, again, has to do because we didn't figure we didn't change or figure out the child thoughts to the growner. I say grown because I don't say adult. I don't know. I'm weird like that. But like the growner thoughts, the, the more evolved thoughts, because we got to like things happen in childhood that we it's almost out of our control in the sense that like you can find trauma within yourself that you received from being in your mother's womb and she felt trauma. Like that's how deeply involved that is that if your mother is traumatized and you're within her womb, you can feel that trauma and you have no idea about this. You can go your whole life and never know, you know, and that's another part of that ritual that would break that because it's, it's literally letting go of whatever is in this mind that's keeping you in childhood sense of needing more, the nurturing, all that, instead of being able to be the one, the king self and take control of self to go help others, to help the society, help the tribe. You know, that's why even in the tribal sense, it would be like you had the, the children and the women, and then the men were the warrior for the most part. And then as they grew older, it was the wise and you got to take care of them because they had the wisdom, they lived the life of it. We also lack that now too, at least in America, you know, that's what's, I don't get into the COVID thing, but that's that's something we, we lack in America, I think, as well. It's like just, oh, you can't work for us? Go to the side. You know, go to the, get out of here. You're worthless. Like, it's not listen to the wisdom of what it is to live. People, I feel like we've completely let go of that. And it's just acquire, 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 give me, give me, give me, instead of like, look here, figure this out. We want to figure that out so much that we want to leave this earth instead of figuring this out, you know? That's so I think the the tribal part of it is like we all are still tribal people is we missing that ritual. And I think that's why people get so into things like being so pro this person or so pro that person or so pro like even in fitness, the camps of like I'm so power lifter, I'm so crossfit because it's tribe. 
And maybe that's the way of them breaking their ritual, right? That, you know what? I squatted 500. I'm now part. Like, that's them breaking that. I did it. I got through it. I, I beat the person that didn't let me break that 500. I broke that 500. That's the evolution of the, the psyche, you know, in a sense. You know, that's the way a lot of people gravitate towards things. I think in societal terms, they're missing that part of it, is the ritual right of going from child to man or child to, to adult, if you want to say. Do you think that our society, especially in the West, actually propagates the continuation of the child mentality? So this, the whole, um, you know, how everyone has, they're more sensitive, they're more fragile, they're more needy, they constantly need nurturing because when they were young, they kept receiving it, even when they never deserved it. Like when kids receive medals, even though they don't actually win. And do you think that that's where America or the West is sort of going right now with this whole political correctness, this whole wave of uh, neediness, and emotional sort of instability? I, I do. I think so. Yeah. I mean, tough one, right? Yeah. Cause I have automatic thoughts, right. But I'm not trying to attach them, really think about it. But I think so, because it, see the way I battle with it is I have a natural, like, I don't want to hear it. Stop complaining. You see me, you know, stop complaining, start training. So it's like, but I also have empathy that people are hurting, but are they hurting or is it that they just are so nurtured that they're so used to it that the second you take the blanket away, it's, wah, wah. it's like, but you know, you're 30 years old. You don't need that blanket anymore. You know, like, and that's the difference between healing and distracting. Like if you take the blanket away from the child and they cry and you give it back and they don't cry, that's not healing the child's neediness. That's just giving it what it wants, the instant gratification. And that's what we're living off of. I mean, that's why Bezos is a billionaire because he figured out instant gratification. If I think about a product I want, I go, I get it like that and it's here tomorrow. That's what that is. Instagram, every second's a dopamine hit. Give me the instant gratification, instant gratification, instant gratification. You know, so the way we're acting now, I mean, look what just happened in politics. Like your guy didn't win. So you're going to cry about it to the point where you're going to waste eight hours. Like, I, cause I go travel back to Long Island to see my family. And I literally would see these guys, grown adults, six deep, waving trump flags for hours because i get in at 1 p.m and i leave at 7 p.m and you're still there like my goodness this is what we're doing you know and i'm not hating on these people i'm just saying like are we really like this is what we're doing you know and it's i think that's that tribal like because i got it you know this is my guy and it's that give it to me now he's telling me what i want to hear because all i can hear is what i want to hear that's childish you know so i do think that the collective consciousness in this, at least in America, I can always speak on that, is that it is child. I mean, again, look, Trump is a big child. Like all these people are just big children. Like that's really all a lot of these people are, even me. I have so many little, little childish entities within me of just wanting, wanting, giving me the nurturing, the loving, you know, we, we all really do. But if we don't face that, have the self-awareness of it, things get terrible. They get so tribal, they get so separate that then we start warring. And, and that's why his country already had a civil war and it wasn't even existing for 200 years before that happened. You know, like, you don't think that's going to happen again sometime? You don't think we figured, we didn't figure it out? No, we just put more things on top of it and suppressed it and suppressed it and suppressed it. And so eventually it's all going to implode. So yeah, I do think so for sure.
Mm. I like that. A lot to think about there. Like, and I'm going to go again a little bit back because I see like some of the traits that I have that, well, I see it in you. And I like, I like that because I'm very bam. Like, if I something comes to my head, I, I say it. And sometimes we're like, no, that was like, don't do it, Mahan. That was dumb. Why did you say that? Like, that was very reactive. So I like that moment of like, you know, pausing. And honestly, I'm learning from that as well. Like, trying and speaking god awfully fast but trying to just kind of organize the thoughts before actually like say something dumb which i do a lot but <laughs> as I say, but even with that too it's like talking is thinking too you know as yeah. it's the, the 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 part with that that could be sketchy is who you're talking with that they understand that we could just be talking and thinking it out loud and then retract back of what I just said. Like what I just said doesn't have to mean exactly what I mean and feel mm -hmm. like, that's why I always say like, when I talk a while, a bunch of wild shit, I know in my heart, I only want love and truth for people. Like I'm not her. I, I literally, I work, like I said, I've been meditating for five years to get hate out of my heart. Cause I lived with such a hate in me for so long that when I'm saying things it, like I'll, I'll get smacked off of some edibles and sit there. Like, did you really just post that? But I know like, it's because I don't want to hurt people's feelings, but I know where I'm coming from. So it's like a mutual understanding. Like we're just talking. That's all we're doing. Like thoughts can be, you can, you can retract back later and be like, Oh, should I have said that? Like, but then even with that, what is it to say sh what you should or should not say? Like this whole ideology of like the shoulds in life, what should be, those are all perspectives. And a lot of them are indoctrinated by other people that told you what should or should not be. You know, like what if we just let go, fizzled that thought process away from us entirely and of every human mind, what should and should not be. And we just be, we were just beings, human beings, just being a process, unliving life, you know, instead of the should and should nots. Now we should not murder, rape or steal. I get that. We should not murder, rape, or steal. What else should we not do? Should we not upset you? Should we not, you know, spend a bunch of money on something you don't think I should spend it on? Like, you know, what is, should I not, maybe, you know, if you're trying to gain strength, you should not do that over there. You know what I mean? But in a sense of shouldn't, should not, what, what shouldn't we do other than rape, murder, and steal? And that's just the way I look, try to look at it. Because when you let go of what you think other people should do, oh, it's freeing. And that's, I don't want to bring up the COVID thing, but that's something I mess with in my own mind constantly is what I think should. And I try to always reflect, like reflect on myself. Like, dude, you're dealing with this. No one else stop with what should happen. Again, if it's not raping, murdering or stealing, I don't know what people should do except be happy, right? Be happy and love each other. Other than that, the should and should not. I think that's why a lot of the separation and negativity in the world it, it's birthed from that because you're doing something I think you shouldn't and I don't like it because you should do what I think you should because my ego tells me that's what's right and what you're doing is wrong mm -hmm. and I have no perspective other than my own yeah it's kind of these self-imposed boundaries right but uh, well, if we because you brought up reflection I'm going to ask this like you know self-reflecting is just like the art of thinking and anything else it's missing out there but if you want to just talk about like reflecting on what you do what do you think are like some of the most frustrating frustrating parts of trying to like you know uh, or people get wrong with self-reflecting and then you know they're trying to be mindful about stuff and what would be the positives of like you know being able like because it has both ends right you know some people take it too far some people actually 
get benefits from it. So what are the goods and bads of um, self-reflection? I think the only negative that can come from self-reflecting is if you're self-reflecting entirely in an ego-based mindset, mm -hmm. where your self-reflection is really just reassurance of whatever your ego is telling you. Because that could be something like, you know what? Yeah, forget all these people over here. I'm going to I'm going to take all their shit because I'm the one who's powerful enough to do so or think or even the way my mind will go like, I'm not wearing a mask on a subway. You you humans have no idea what and I'll like this is what will literally be said in this is psychotic mind is you humans don't know what you're doing as if I'm not a human myself. Like that's how big this ego can get. So if you don't have the self-awareness to understand the egos talking there, you I would be inflated like this all day, every day, you know, and I think that's what a lot of people get. They self-reflect, but not in the sense of full loving awareness. It's in the sense of ego-based nonsense, really, of the ego is a separate entity. It's telling you who you are. It's telling me who I am. It's telling you who you are. That's the point of the ego. It's, the, it's not always a bad thing, but if you don't mind the ego, it can become the enemy. You know, it'll, it'll impede all you. And that's something that stopped me so much in life is from even um, connecting with other humans is I would literally sit here thinking I'm better than everyone else for some psychotic reason. Like I have my, these thoughts of like why I feel certain ways, but that's, that's separatism. That's, that's, you're not better than anyone else. We're all going to go the same way, came the same way. If we're going to go the same way and came the same way, the in-between part to me is that like, that's what that's the negative part of the self-reflecting is if you're fully ego-based now the positive parts is if you get to the points to to, to unravel it all you're going to first naturally you're probably going to self-reflect in an ego base because to self-reflect i think is to get past that to shed the veils of like ego you know first even understanding ego and then dealing with ego and then past the ego the other thoughts that go on here to understand they're not always you. They don't have to be you. They don't, it doesn't mean you thought it. It just came into your head. It could be a word someone said you or a phrase someone said you growing up and it just happens to be there. It doesn't mean it's what you do or th think. It's just thinking. You don't have to be the one thinking. You're just thinking, you know, but that's the self-reflection now deeper past what is all this you're looking at that we're doing here. These words I'm saying, this Zoom call we're doing past it all. What is all of it? It's just a, an essence that's being. And now I'm expressing it via this Lou here, you know? So that's the good part, I think, of self-reflection is if you can get to the capital S self, that small, still voice within, when you can get to that, just talking about it, the way, like it gets me to this feeling of bliss, you know? And I know that sounds very like woo-woo to people, but like, cool, like I'm okay, that can sound ever it wants to me personally fucking amazing so yeah. those are the positives and negatives to me of self-reflection mm. uh, as well oh go ahead yeah yeah no, no go on i was gonna say if you have something to ask go for it uh as much as i love metaphysical conversations i did hear keywords to mohan's favorite topic i heard ego is the enemy and we all know that was written by Mahan's favorite author, Ryan oh, Holiday. For so, the love of so I just I just want to know why you dislike him so much. So check this out. Because I figured this would be talking about you brought it up, right? So I actually started thinking about it. And it's not that I dislike him, you know. I never really thought about it. Honestly, I was reacting to it. And because from what I know of Ryan Holiday, 
like stoicism, you have to go through strife and struggle in life. You know, you have to go through things and we all do in our own senses, but, and it is going to be a judgment kind of based off of me as well. Before I go to the negative part, right? Let's go to the positive. I enjoy that he brought the idea of stoicism to life again, right? I do enjoy that. I enjoy that he put into more people's minds. And of course, like anything, it, it's going to be played out. You're going to hear people talk about stoicism that, that are driving their whole lives spoon-fed ideas. You know what I mean? They're all right, you know? Doesn't mean they can't have a mental issue that they have to be stoic about. That's something else. Their physical appearance, everything. Like, oh, you live in Beverly Hills your whole life. You've been given everything. Yeah, but mentally, they might need stoicism, you know? So I do appreciate that part of him, that he brought all that out. I, I just started to like, especially after COVID, like I'm in his newsletter. I mean, I'm all about it. I have all the stoic stuff and I'm very opinionated, very, if you ask me against the stoic way of, you know, analyzing things, taking it in and not putting your own perspective or should around it so heavily and pushing it out there. You know, it's really just doing what's right. And what's just now, those two things don't mean you have to agree with them. If right and just does not, have to, you don't have to agree with it. And I think he just pumps that a little too much. And then if, and it's funny, cause I had to look into him more before we had this call. Doesn't seem like, what did you write a paper and the computer deleted it? And you think that's struggle. That's why you got stoic or because other people told you about it and it got you what through college. Like, I get it. Those things are hard in life, but I don't know. How about the five-year-old that's raped every fucking day that has to live through life now? How about those people? How about how about the kids that are in Africa that are given AK-47s and told this is your life? How about those people? You know, how about the people that are born into paralyzing? How about the people that are born into families of no family, single mothers, things like that? How about those people? Not the people that were born into California to two loving parents that went to college, dropped out, monitored under Robert Greene and started writing a ton of books and just basically pumped an idea for financial means. You know what I mean? That, like, that's who I think about. How about those people practice stuff? But that's why I appreciate him because he brought that idea back to life, you know? But, and again, I said, it's going to be a judgment on me based off of him. I don't know what his actual personal life is like. I just, things I just read online. I don't know what he deals with. Maybe something happened to him in his life he never told people about. And that's a main driver of stoicism for him. I don't know. So it's not that I don't, because I don't even know the guy. It's not that I dislike him. I just, and again, a lot of the times I post things, they can be very reactionary. Because again, the ego up here, I've, I've been through things in life that it's like, and you think that's bad, but that's a very egoic thought, you know, comparison. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much that I dislike him. It's just, really, it's now that we're talking about it, that this craziness up here that could be like, you think that's pain and you need stoicism for that? Come in here real quick. But I say that off of what I've gone through. I don't know what he's been through personally in his life until he tells people. And if it is to a point that he happened to be born into a family of two loving parents that provided for him and that was his life, then I don't know where the stoicism comes from so much, mm -hmm. to be honest. But if he's been through some serious shit and he needed stoicism to live, then yeah. Because stoicism is a philosophy. It's not just reading a book and saying, oh, I like that idea, and then going, going about it and not living it, you know? So, and I, and I do appreciate him because it got me into stoicism, learning about him. I mean, I've read all his books. I, I like his stuff, you know? It's just, <laughs> it's like that whole, like, 
do you really like what is it like because I like to get to the crazy of everyone like where is it in you I just don't see and and again reading his um his his thing every what is in his newsletter every day ever since COVID happened I think he's been very very opinionated about what we should and shouldn't do and I happen to completely disagree with a lot of his stuff and I'm like I just I feel I thought stoicism was supposed to keep that part out of it mm-hmm. you know that that I thought was the whole point of it, just to do what's just and good. And you're just basically giving your ideas and thoughts to a bunch of other people calling it stoicism. And just because you repeated what Marcus Aurelius said years ago and then put your own idea behind it doesn't mean that's stoic, you know? So that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. Well, um, well even, said. Well said. Even though I wasn't asked, I'm just going to give you my two cents as well. Because I, I do <laughs> I do complain about him a lot. And I'm just gonna put out that like, you know, you brought this topic of like you not know, ego-based mindset and like you know, just recognizing the ego. I feel like a, like what this book created is the, the fact that like shedding the ego has become an egoistic way of thinking. Like, like it's become a trend. Like, you know, people have to talk, and the moment you start talking about shedding the ego that's your ego talking like it's paradoxical for me i don't know like that that's just funny like when you i always say when you write about stoicism on social media you're not stoic anymore because like you you just bypass the first rule because like it's like first rule of stoic club don't talk about stoic club that's it like just don't do it Uh, and i think like it's that and it's brought that uh way of like you know you talked about it the tribal thing like and the people are like well now everyone's like oh i'm stoic if you're not stoic if you can't deal with the moment and take your ego back haha like look at you you're inferior and they've started doing that like you know they just put themselves up because they follow daily stoic or something else and they've created that divide and the moment these things happen i all i see is ego because like now ego is making you do these things and like even in forums like because i went to find out more and like now this person was like well, Ryan Holiday is not really stoic. Stoicism is about this. And then the other was like, no, well, you're wrong. Stoicism is about this. Now you're all putting your opinions down there. Now you're like all your egos are talking again. So, and I find that quite amusing and also paradoxical. So uh, that's where I like, where my passion comes from when people like just say it. I'm just, I just go crazy. Yes, I mean, I, I completely understand it. That's that's something it did do is it put this idea into so many people's heads in a second. It's like, oh, I didn't get into co- the college I wanted to. I'm stoic because I don't care, you know, because I, I could face it now. Like in a very minicule sense. Yeah, because then it's better than crying and whining. But it's I think we need more of perspective over stoicism. Stoicism is just another perspective. But if you can't even understand that it's another perspective, then, yeah, your ego is going to be fully driven by that. But even with it being ego-based, really, I think that anytime we're doing anything to achieve anything outside ourselves is ego-based. Anytime. Any, and it's anything. It could be good or bad. You know, it, it's the ego's, all it is, is making me, me, making you, you, making us separate. Otherwise, we would just sit here in silence and just be, be with each other. That's it. You know, the words have to express what this is. And even words are lies because it's not going to be truthfully within us. It's not truthfully the expression. It's just what we've cultivated over times of sounds and vibrations to create these words and definitions, you know, and the ego part of the stoicism is exactly that. It's, it's, it's attaching, it's attaching what you feel and think to just a thought like stoicism, the thought now I'm coming in, I'm going to attach my shit onto it. 
and say I'm stoic instead of saying, this is what I think and feel about stoicism, you know, or even understanding you're trying to utilize it around you mm-hmm. instead of saying, I'm now stoic. Like, no, you're still you. You're just utilizing stoicism. Like, I don't think I'm very stoic because I always let my emotions out and you see like I'm passionate and stuff. But stoicism is more like a always the same way, like a Cameron Haynes type of guy who just runs. Boom. It's what he does. He runs. Hey, always happy. Always same type of runs. I don't think I'm like that, but I love learning that and try to utilize it. And they have great ideas in stoicism. You know, I love the ideas of the way Marcus Aurelius would being a king himself would look at meat, the rump roast and just dead flesh like that, the death, the way it helped me look at death differently. Like we're all going to die, get over it. You know, a more fatty loving the fate, like everything that's ever happened in my life was for a reason, just love it. Just love it all. Cause it's, what are you gonna do? You're gonna complain about it, you're gonna cry about it. Those are the parts of stoicism I love, you know? But you have to have, a, I think you have to have an understanding of that's what it, it's just, it's a tool. It's a tool we can use to be better humans. But once we start forgetting it's a tool is when it gets all lopsided, like anything else though, you know? Like any other, you, you know, someone becomes Buddhist and all of a sudden nothing in their life changed about them. But if you go in their house, oh, they got food everywhere. They know the chakras. And if you don't know the chakras, you can't be spiritual. You know, they know all the external means of the representation of this ideology, but they never yeah. brought it internally. Yeah. That, that's what I think a lot of this stoicism is happening. We're not taking it inside, just like anything. We're not taking it inside. We're projecting it outside, you know? And the reason I pump it on my Instagram is because I take it like 90% of the time on my Instagram, I'm talking to myself. And I'm just always trying to work on this Lou. And I feel I can help others by doing that. I just genuinely feel I have this, because I believe in reincarnation and all that. I believe that I'm here now in this vessel to help others get through the way I can get through. And that, and that's why I would pump it is because if I'm pumping it, it's not because I'm saying, hey, you guys should do this. Because like, yo, reminder, Lou. That's why a lot of times too, I'll put NTS, which is note to self. Because I'm talking to myself. You know, I watch my own stories for a reason, not to pump my own head up because it's like, yeah, unless it's the funny part, then I'm just laughing at myself, you know, but it's the, we have to internalize these philosophies, not externalize. Mm. And that's maybe a part of Ryan Holiday. I don't know if, does he do it much or does he talk about doing it much? I don't know. I love external means, you're right. Like it has turned to external means. Uh, Not trying to steer the conversation a little bit away from that, like, Louis and I are big. Uh, we like adversity. We always like we we talked about like you know adversity kind of setting the limits for how much um, how far you can go in life. Like you know it sets up your uh, sets your limits up and like you know not saying everyone will go through the same type of adversity, but we kind of think like people sort of need adversity or need to like you know have something happen to them to just you know uh, as Louis likes to. S- us saying allostatic load right we don't want to always be in homeostasis we want some sort of stimulus that kind of creates some adaptation and for me that's uh, adversity so i wanted and it sounds like you've had that in your life so i want you to talk about a, uh, a little bit about like sort of adver- if you're comfortable with the sort of adversities that you might have faced in life that brought us the loo that we see right now yeah There's actually something I was thinking about if I should talk about on this podcast. I had to get comfortable with it. And I think I'm going to because people need to understand that if they're hurting, 
They don't have to do it alone. But I was I was sexually molested as a child and it created a violent, angry entity within me that to do it, to, to, to get through in life, I couldn't let my anyone take advantage of me again. So it created this, this deep drive to just be like a, the most, and I'm a short individual. So I had to just create a Hulk within me. And that's why I lived such an angry life for so long. And it was just pure violence and aggression. You don't understand what I've been through type of ego thought, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the adversity I felt with. And then throughout life, again, coming from like that mafia thing and the ruggedness, not saying my family's in the mafia, I'm saying like that's <laughs> the stuff I watched and stuff. So, you know, I got into drug dealing and shit like that, you know, and then I got into the Marines and I loved that because that was, you get promoted for being fast, angry and aggressive. What could it be better? But then I go home, I do drugs, I get kicked out of that. So now it was like, what do I do with this? The one place I found that I'm accepted to be like this, what do I do? Then I really went off the hinges. And then my uncle, who was like, my other uncles don't like hearing this, but like, he was like, he was like my brother. Like this, he was my mom's younger brother who I was like one, he was 16. So we had an amazing relationship. He passed away out of nowhere. And that just spiraled everything to fucking terribleness. Drug addiction, which then led to the jail. And then that's when it was like, and half my life, I didn't even know about the childhood traumas. And I just, and it was something that would fuck with me. Cause I'd be like, my parents sacrificed and gave me everything they possibly could. I came from a loving family. They all love me. Why am I so psychotic? Why do I do this? I didn't know until actually I was watching the show Ray Donovan. And all of a sudden I started having these fucking visions and thoughts. And so eventually we started realizing, holy shit. And then it started flashing back and flashing back. And then I faced all the demons. For the, I got into drug addiction because I couldn't handle thoughts. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't face it. I wanted to drown away. I wanted to run. I wanted to distract. So I became a heavy drug addict, blowing oxygen, ruining my life. Knowing the whole time, though, this is not who you are. You're meant for so much more. Why are we doing this? Until the point, again, into the jail, boom. Now, when you're in that jail cell, you have no fucking choice. You're going to face yourself. So that's when it all had to happen. And then you start doing the research and other things. And... Now, here we are, you know, and I and now again with the stoicism. Yeah, I'm more fati because what am I going to do? Cry about this shit? No, no. I was blessed with this internal strength to get through things and now be here for everyone else. I'm here to serve and love and show everyone else we can all do this together. Stop holding it in. Stop hurting. Stop this ideology that the strong man stay fucked at. The strong man faces the demons, face them all, bring them to me so I can get through to help you. That's to me is the life. Like all this other shit we do with the like, you know, work, obviously training, all that helping good. But if I can, if I can help someone here, that that's what I want because that's, that's the help. And I go, because of what's happened to me in life to the kids of like, when I see kids in strife or adults complaining and, and I, I, it, it makes me irate because that's what I think about. Like all this other shit is bullshit to me. And I'm sorry for my language because now I get a little you know passionate, but like, let's help, the, like, let's do that. Like adversity is needed, but I don't wish it on many people, you know? I, because that's, that's something that's weird. Though. Like I, I saw my battle with, like it's needed, I think, because it, it's, it's going to show you who you truly are but I don't really wish people to go through it. So it's this weird paradox I deal with. Mm. Like, you know, like maybe the adverse, cause then, then the ego comes into like, 
a Ryan Holiday thing. Like, yeah, how fucking bad you got it up here, brother? Like, let's talk about this. You know what I mean? That's an ego thing. Like, I don't know. And I appreciate what he's doing. But like, yeah, it's adversity is a, a, it's a wild thing. Because again, I said again, I, I think we need it for sure. But is it so much that I think we need it or the adversity is really that, that rite of passage? You know, like I look at it, the, what I've been through and the fact that I was able to get through it and now live life the way I live in this serious bliss. Like, I, of course, I have my days, but I now focus on them and I think about them and I try to get through it, you know, but I can to go from I mean, I used to live in this pure anger, hate, oh, I just like you see the way I, I physically show how I felt. You know, and now the way I live is literally like this freeing, like arms open. Like, what are you going to do to me? The world, already, we already did it to ourselves. What do you have for me? Bring it. You know, so I love the adversity that I've been through, but that's because I was blessed with this internal strength to get through it. And I mean, no, no rehabs, no therapy. This was just here. I know not many people have that strength. That's why I really feel like I'm here for some shit. I'm here for a reason to help because... I did this with going to, to, to the, the books and learning and taking in new information, you know? So it's like, do we need adversity? I think so, but we need more people to talk about adversity so people can not go through adversity and still become better. You know, I don't know. I'm trying to figure a different word to say that, but, but to um, maybe evolve. So I think about it. It's kind of like the example you gave, like the elders in the tribe, right? Like from your knowledge, they don't necessarily need to go through the adversity. Like you can help, like show them. Uh, so yeah, adversity is needed, but maybe like getting people educated about it. And thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, yeah. Do you think it, because remember that story that you asked, why do you train? Do you think like, you know, that recognizing the anger you had inside, is that what kind of made asking the question of others to see what like kind of makes them tick. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I got into working out cause I was 15 years old. I realized I wasn't going to grow in height anymore and I couldn't be short and fat. And I was furious at the world. So the weights, the lift in the weights, the heavy loud music was just the way I can release. And that's why I got into training. Cause I, and I was the kid growing up that I'd miss everything everything your friends are doing i wasn't unless it was at the gym like that was just it the gym that's what's also saved me in life too is when i was heavily addicted to drugs i would be on five oxycontin bench pressing like and then falling asleep on the bench press like you know what i mean like it was just always part of my life and then you know being locked up you don't really have much other to do so fitness came back into play the camaraderie of the people you were locked up with you started working out together again you know you, you built that back up and it was always there for me and the feeling after a workout was so much better than the feeling after blowing oxycontin and it and that's why i would train because it it's and then it came starting coming ideas of you read all these philosophies. Like I firmly believe that's what we're here to do, not to just work out, but be healthy, strong bodied, useful individuals. Cause when others are birthed into an, a, a disabled body, you have to be there to help them that we're all here together. You know, again, the ego separated us all, but we're all here together. Like I do what I do to help you help everyone else. You know, like we're all here to lift each other up, not put each other down. And that's, a thing that's been going on rampant and it's even glorified it's glorified in so many minor senses that we don't even have any awareness to you know that's how a lot of people can get stardom by going against each other but that's why i think like mma is so huge because they understand that that 
before the fight, we're enemies, but we have the respect that afterwards we shake hands. And that's what I think humans miss now too, is this. We don't do any more of that. We do this. And then we get all here and then we get into tribes instead of battling it out and then loving after. Because mm. we're physical beings too. We need to get that physicality out, you know? Yeah. I don't even remember what the original question was. That's how this mind just goes. Oh, no, it was perfect. That was, like, you know, the question of, because you put it on your story asking people why they train. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was exactly what it was based off. And to, you know, pump the business. Let's talk yeah. about it. I also have to get, like, because I try to talk to a construction or blue collar based idea. And from what I see, a lot of it, we, we have this ideology that I use my body at work, so I shouldn't anywhere else. I should rest. But they confuse this resting, not realizing. That's why I try to plump, like, what's your best tool yourself? Without this, I can't operate at work without any of this. If this is all in pain, I'm going to, my work is going to lack. I can't progress and be that worker that's going to stay employed because I'm hurting here. Mm. That's another reason why I get into that. Cause I'm trying to change this idea of what the real tool is, the real vehicle. Like we'll bring our car to mechanics to make sure they're perfect, but not a personal trainer or a coach. I got it right. I know. I watch some YouTube videos, do a couple reps and sets. I'm cool. I feel a pump. Like, I, it's, it's why, and I lived half my life like that, going into the gym, no OB odds, lift this up, put it down. As long as I can put more weight than I did last week, or I leave in more pain than I did, I'm good. And I get it. That's why I'm just now here to try to help get out of that ideology. Yeah. Shift it around. Yeah. No, I love that because I learned that. Like, I, this is one of my like, memories that kind of stuck with me is I finished a deadlift day and I was like, wow, that was a good you know, tough session. I lifted the weights that I wanted to. Well done me. As I was stepping out of the gym, literally the flat next door, these two guys were trying to bring this round sofa, like, you know, half pizza inside a building up the stairs. And they literally saw me come out of the gym. It was like, oh, you go to the gym. Do you want to help us? Right. And I had finished my deadlift and I was being like, yeah, my man, that was a good deadlift for me. I was like, you know what? Sure, guys, I'll help you get the, this up the stairs. It was the toughest thing I've done, like in the past, I don't know, however years. Like, I was like, pardon my language, you know, fuck me. Like, why is this so difficult? And it's working so many things. And I was just like shattered by the end of it, taking the, the sofa up a couple of stairs. And I was like, yeah, well, that this is real work now. Like, this is, this is not a safe environment that I just have to have my hands outside of my knees and lift something off the ground just above my knee. This is something I have to carry on my, over my head. There is like so many nuances to it, step by step, take it up there. So yeah, I feel what you mean. Yeah, it's it's actually it's it's the idea of being useful. Mm-hmm. Like, but even with that too, like why are you in the gym? If you're in the gym strictly for powerlifting, you know what you're there for. It's not you don't it's not necessary to be useful, it's to be competitive in your sport, you know. So the useful, what is that like for me? being useful in my life is being able to go to work, produce, perform things like that, you know, but if I'm, if I'm an NFL player, I'm useful by being a better NFL player, you know? So it's all, it's relative at that as well. But as I say that too, I do understand that your whole life isn't just going to be powerless. Yeah. It could be consumed, but you t- unless you never go get groceries, you never lift a kid up, you know, you never do what we all do, no matter what our life is you're going to need that, that usefulness that if I'm, I'm the power lifter who can squat a thousand pounds that I meet and I train for it always, but I can't lift my kid up or my grandkid up. I don't know. Like, but that's the personal sacrifice we'll have to take. 
You know, champions got to be champions. That's a whole different story than just a regular human too. So I'm also aware of that, you know, it's to me, what do you find you need to be useful for? And I'm and my audience I'm typically talking to are the, the blue collar life that they're going to go to work, but it's to provide for something else. I want you to be able to do that something else, whether it's snowboarding, it's raising a family, it's raising cattle, whatever it is you do on your side, fly fishing. I don't know, but as long as you can enjoy that also and produce at your job, if you can't produce your job, it's going to be tough to do that side gig you want to do that you're not bringing an income for. It's not even a gig. It's just a, it's a hobby. You know, that's life you want. You can't have without the job. If you're in that job, the, the blue collar life, that, that life of having to be here to make X dollars. Cause it is also being a slave to the minimum wage, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing. Lewis, you're awfully quiet. <laughs> Sorry. This is a running joke we do all the time. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> well, t- today I let you hog it because you know oh, yeah. you were really excited. And, I am. Uh, no, I actually wanted to ask you since we're on the topic of adversity and all. How was jail? I was being locked up. Uh, you went uh, there. Honestly, <laughs> it was. <laughs> I hate saying this, but it was one of the most fun times of my life. I would. I was. I was in a um, an open dorm where once you could accept you're in an open dorm and at any given moment could do whatever they want, you're right. Like, and I, and I'm always me. So people will just like, what I liked about it. Yeah. It's fucked up to say is what I liked about it is it took away all the, the bullshit. Like we're all here with nothing except ourselves and our little, little spot that we're going to call home for however long we're here. The rest is a community thing. And we must respect our little space and ourselves. Otherwise, you ain't got shit, you know? And you're going to notice the little human games we'll play, the manipulation, the lying. You're going to notice it in seconds because you have no, nothing else to look at. You know, it's not in society where it's like, is, can I trust this person? Can I? You're going to find out real quick because you're always together in the same spot. So that's what I did enjoy about it. And then when lights went out, it was like we had the most fun because it's I wasn't in like a with a bunch of killers like I won't like where I was. It was like you live there, but there was also transit. So people came and went. So, yeah, some people came in like they're going to they're going to face life because they stabbed some people. But, oh, if you can, you got to accept that. Like You got to be able to handle yourself if something is going to happen, you know, and I liked that. That's why I joined the Marines. I like that that this part, you know, I do have a part of me that loves it. So it's like. Let's do it, you know? So for me personally, it was like an environment, especially the mindset I was in the time, it was an environment that I thrived in because I'm a me person. Now we're always going to see the truth in each other. So I see you over there, you, you sell the drugs, you do the drugs. I got the phone calls, you do the laundry, you do the, the numbers when football's out, you know, you got, got your thing and you're who you are. And it's really hard to lie because you're always in front of each other. You know, you're not going to go back in your little home and be like, I got him today at my job. Like, ah, I got to be someone else. Like, no, you're going to be us always. And it was, uh, for me personally, it was an amazing experience. Not that I ever want to go back, but like if, let's say someone harmed my family and I had to go back for that, I'm fucking going back. You know, I'm not scared of it, but I'm not saying I want to go back. People, I don't want people out there to confuse, like, oh, this kid did no. Not saying I want to live the jail life. I'm not a freaking gangster. I'm not saying that, but it I needed it because it, it it forced me to face me, 
and it was a great experience. It really was. My life after jail has been phenomenal. And before jail, it led me to jail. You know, only two types of people go to jail. Those who go there and never go back or those who go and go back. That's it. Hmm. And, and how long were you in jail for? Only three months. Oh, okay. Not yeah, like I was, that's what I'm saying. I wasn't in like any type of law, just a three-month little thing. And it was all I needed. It was beautiful. That's why I also speak like, you know, people that did, like I'm working with this kid, he did three years fed time. He has a similar experience I do, but that's three years. Like I was in for three months, you know what I mean? And the last five days, they extended it five days because the judge messed up. And of course, you know, you would think, but whatever. And those extra five days, I remember being like, what? Oh my God. So I could imagine what years could do, you know? And that's what's so messed up too. And that's why I think I have a lot of compassion for people too. Cause I see it. Like I'm blessed to be born in the family I was born into that when I got out of jail, like I'm in a union. So when I got out of jail, I went to work the next week with a union job. People get out, like, it, it's a revolving door for a reason. It's a setup. It's insane. Like I see, I was blessed into being with a family that provided for me that I did what I did in life and things happened to me the way they happened to me in life. And I went to jail, but I got out and I was blessed to, to be able to provide for myself. Now, some people that are born into nothing and go nowhere except jail. And that's all they know. And yet we sit here and judge them. Like that's something I don't understand either. Like, how are you my peers? If you're it's insane to me, this whole justice system in America, innocent to proven guilty, my balls, sorry for my language, but there's no way, you know, and now I'm just going on a rant, but like, it's just insane to me. Like, I understand how blessed I was to go for the time I went and get out, you know, and then avoid another one because cops did some shit and I happen to have money. So I hired a great lawyer and got out of it. But I, if I didn't have that money, I was not getting out of it, you know? So it's like, it's a money game too. You know, that's why they say with mugshots, you see friggin', you see rich people get arrested, they're smiling. They, they ain't upset because they know they got the money to get out of it, you know? And if you do a big enough crime in America, guess what's going to happen? You're basically going to go to like a sleepaway camp for a year and then come out and you're still going to have all your millions anyway that you robbed from people. So what's the big deal? You know, it's, yeah, man, it's wild out here. <laughs> it's wild. Sound, sounds fun. But sounds like all of those experiences made you who you are which Just then in turn gives us this value because you're an outlier, you know, you've been through X, Y, Z and now you're giving back to community. And that's what Mohan and I love in general uh, with our guests. We always try to invite people who give value, whether it's you, whether it's Alessandra, whether it's other guests, it's all about a community of people who give value and help people uh, get on a platform to provide their value. That's what we're kind of aiming for. So it's really nice to hear from you and your um, atypical uh, ways or mm. lifestyle or life in general and where it brought you to now, where you're helping people, you're helping blue collar workers. And it's just really great to hear that you're full of love and energy and you've kind of moved past that hateful, spiteful life that you had in the past. Thank you. Yes, I, yeah, I agree. Share and value. Like, again, like I said, like I do this hashtag thing to get together. We grow. That's the only way Like you can grow by yourself. And a lot of times you need it. Like that's me personally. I'm like that. I need, I, it's tough for me to even talk it out with other people. I do it, but I always have to get it in here. Cause this up here for me personally is insane. A lot of wildness is in here. So I like to sit with self always, but the community is what we need. Mm -hmm. You know, we're communal creatures. We're social creatures. 
You know, that's something I genuinely love about Prescript. Without the creation of Prescript, that's why I have such gratitude for Jordan Shallow and uh, Jordan Junta and all of them. Because without them, I, we wouldn't be talking. Yeah. We wouldn't be talking, you know. And before them, I was lost in the fitness world. I saw a lot of little tribes, if you will. And I was like, I don't jive with them. I didn't really feel they were too truthful. I think they're trying to pump something. And then I find Prescript and I'm like, ah, home. Like it's, you know, and, and it's brought such beautiful connections for me. Like it's opened me up to people that I would broke paradigms of, you know, thoughts I would have. It's amazing. I've, I've loved it. And I think we all need it. We need community. We're, yeah. we're still the same social creatures. We need it. We need it. Like as much as I say myself, I love being alone. It, it's almost a lie to myself too. Like the other day I mentioned how, I had to get admitted. I was angry at work. And whenever I get angry nowadays, I have to find out why, because I don't, I'm not that way anymore, but it's still there. So I always got to dive in and find out. So I sit in meditation at why I always ask why, why is the anger until finally this time I started crying. It came out that I'm alone. There's something in me that's alone. So we faced that, but then I was able to get out of it and it's all beautiful because I was able to listen to whatever wanted to talk to me, let it out. And now we felt, okay, we're a little alone. Let's figure it out. It's cool. You don't have to be upset about it and go hate the world, be mad at the world because you're alone. No, let's figure this out, you know, and get through it, you know? So the community is needed heavy, you know? It's beautiful. And I love what you guys are doing. Like your podcasts really are great. I'm so happy I don't have to lie to you and just say that because I'm here, <laughs> to be honest with you. That's something I tell people all the time. When I have people I, I jive with and they come out with a product or a service, I love that I don't have to lie to them because I wouldn't, you know? That's just how I am. And when a friend or an associate or someone comes out with something I enjoy, I love it. Yeah. We appreciate them. And like, I mean, Louis says we're wonderful, like, you know, good out there. I just get to talk to like people that I admire. I'm just fanboying here. I just, I just like send them a message of like, yes, let's talk for like hours and hours and I'll just enjoy it. And it's like, it teaches me a lot of stuff. And like, uh, exactly. Yeah. I, I get a lot that's, of that's that's yeah. the point of our podcast it's we get to talk to so many kinds of people yeah. and they give us value but it also it allows our imaginary listeners to get as much value out of it as well you know and and it's really great because at the end of the day I get to hear your story Mahim gets to hear your story tomorrow it's another person we learn we see different perspectives as well because like I've never been to prison so it's really great to see how you've gone. Not, not saying it's great that you've gone, but I mean, you've gone to prison, you've taken it as a learning. It's a really good way of looking at life and looking at different lenses of adversity as well. Because we all live differently. We all are privileged to some extent. So I just, I just love listening, you know? Because then I take away things from this as well. Like I'm not very into meditation, but now I might go back and think, well, you know what? Maybe... Okay, sure, my method of separating myself from the ego is XYZ. But now there's another way I could think about it because it works for other people too. Maybe I'll start meditating. Maybe I won't, but at least I'm more aware of the different ways in which we can separate ourselves. And I'm just grateful to like, I'm, I'm just thankful that Mahan and I do it, you know, that we've mm -hmm. kind of kept on doing it. And it's like, I think the 21st episode, which I'm surprised that yeah. we've gone this far. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm highly grateful you guys continue to do it too. That's why we're here. You know, it's yeah, a beautiful thing. It's like, and even we say, like, 
again, with one last thing with the ego too, it's like, we're all, we all have it. I'm not saying to hate it or dispel it or think we don't. It's just understanding we all have different perspectives. Like we all are blessed in a certain way and we all have perspectives and we all are doing this dance in a different sense. And if we could just have compassion for each other and empathy that we're all different in a different sense and have this self-awareness to understand that what this is thinking here is not what you're thinking there, then we can live more in a harmonic sense. And all the wars and the, the, the shit we spend money on just to separate us more, we could actually help each other a lot more and thrive. You know, that's the way I look at it. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. And if you guys didn't do your, what you're doing, we wouldn't be doing this. So it's a fant- It's all a, a butterfly effect of events. The creation of the prescript, the creation of your podcast, the discussion we have now, it all works together. It's all the life, everyone's individual life unraveling together mm-hmm. that's what this all is you know yeah uh one point i wanted to make because like this brought it back to my head is uh i'm sorry to take like a lot of your time as well um, no, no the idea of like you know you said it the kind of self-awareness and like the the, the self but and also the community like you know we both we need kind of both or we have to play the card right like you know if you're always re- relying on the community you won't get some stuff fixed like you know you were like all right i need to go back in and just face it myself first find out what's lacking and then if it is a community like you know you have your group of friends or like you know prescript family anywhere like you know these guys who bring you up but if you're just relying on that, I think that then, then again, there, there'll be a lack of self-awareness as well. So you just have to always go between these two states of what do I need by myself? What do I, what can I get from a tribe or a community? It's like play that card. Exactly. Because if you think about it, at the end of the day, you're always going to be where you are. So if you just go externally, like if I, if you just sit in front of it and I'm not hating on therapy, if you sit in front of a therapist and talk to them for years, you might not change because you're only talking to them. You're not talking to yourself. You're not even taking what they're saying in. You're just letting it out, which is good for people, but do it. You need to do it with yourself because wherever you go, you will always be, mm-hmm. you know, if you find that you always got to go external to fix internal, I don't know if it's ever going to truly happen for you, you know, and some people may be able to get by, but are they finding their full potential of what it is to be them, their full expression of self. I don't know. You know, I'm not, I don't know. I just know what I do, you know, and I just try to pump what I do to get other thoughts and, and find out we'll together, together we grow. So it's, it's exactly that. It's this, it's a tennis match between the self and the community, you know, and you're the ball in between. You need a little bit of both to keep that game going, but then you could also drop the whole game and just be, that's, the deepest meaning of it all to me is just understanding really this whole thing is a game, the whole game of life. You know, I, my, my beliefs bring me that the death is the real game. The death when we die is the real living. This is a dream. This is whatever, like for me to be sitting in a jail, sort of sitting in an uptown Manhattan apartment, looking at this a, a view I have talking with you guys, people actually want to hear me talk like what, this is insane to me, but this is life. Like that's why I think I'm dreaming now, you know, and the death is where life really starts but that's my personal beliefs so it's it's exactly that it's getting the community out talking about it discussing it instead of staying here tight let it all out it's got to be both it's got to be both like a ladder i guess like you know two foots of a ladder i don't know what we call them uh, makes more sense in farsi sorry <laughs> in my head i was like that's a great expression in my language but it means like 
it's weird uh, in English. Oh, God damn it, this language. But yeah, man. Language is just another separate thing. Language is just a way for us to talk to each other. Exactly. You know, you know two of them. I know one. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? That's that's another American thing. People be like, speak my language. Like, what? Your language. How about you go learn something else? You know, it's just that that typical uh, separatism. But yeah, man. Um, Louis, don't make me do it. Don't make me do the fake segment part. <laughs> Mahan, it's a tradition. We'll be letting down the All millions right. of fake followers. We, have. <laughs> we need to find a sponsor, like all these fake uh, Willow West, people. bro. Willow West. No, You're, but Willow West. You know what? Like, yeah, Willow West. I can sponsor this. Like, you, uh, Luke can sponsor this. But I actually thought of some fake sponsor, and I, I wanted, I wanted this in my life. You know how like some fridges can give you like the cold water and the ice, right? Why don't they give you melted cheese? Like that's just like that. I was just looking at the fridge and I was like, "What if I want melted cheese <laughs> right now?" Wait, because it's a fridge. Yeah, but like, why would you? We, where do you keep your cheese? You put it in the fridge. So like, instead of bringing it out, like I don't know, putting it on your food and like putting it in the microwave to melt. Well, then you got to ask physics. You got to ask physics why heat melts and not cold. You can design like you know, but basically back of the fridge can't. I don't know. They there there should be scientists who can turn electricity into heat. I'm I'm thinking they do. Like, it's called an oven. Yeah, but put it in the fridge. Uh, anyways, it's a, <laughs> it's it's a fake sponsor, guys. I just thought of it. I was like, I'm gonna put it out there because we have a fake sponsor segment. It's, honestly, I'm sure that well, actually, now if you go to a um like a water jug, right? You can get heated water or cold water. So go. they figured that out. So I'm sure there's a way that in a refrigerator, see, that's breaking the paradigms of what a refrigerator should do. Mm-hmm. Now we think it should keep things colder, colder. Why can't my refrigerator keep things cold, colder and heat it up if I needed to? There you go. Like a microwave by, like, and the fridge together. Yeah, just just like that water jug that you can go to at the office and either get cold water or use the same water on the red handle to heat up your soup. There we go. Exactly. Now we just put it out there in the world. Some kid is going to sit in his basement and, and make it. Yeah. Thank you, whoever does this. Now I can get my right? melted cheese. And, and let's get the sponsorship. The second you have this done, <laughs> this, is, this is the sponsor you're coming to, okay? <laughs> we will take 10%. The fondue fridge is what we'll call it. <laughs> Hey, I like that. Boom, fondue fridge. Fondue fridge. There you go. Not some kid just got to make it who has a ton of time on his ass. <laughs> God. Sometimes. See, your brain goes like existential. Mine is like, I want cheese from my fridge. Melt it. Thank you. <laughs> no uh, problem. But <laughs> last thing is like, uh, uh, Lou, any plugins, like where can people find you and everything else? We'll put it in the description anyways, but like if you just want to. Yeah, you could, uh, if it's for anything, personal training, personal coaching, it would be www.bombsbodies.com. On Instagram, it's bombs underscore bodies. And then for anything just entertaining and fun, you can hit up the Instagram, which is in Lou, we trust. We're taking God out, we're putting Lou in. And on Instagram, it would be in underscore Lou underscore we underscore trust (laughs) underscore the cast. I, I feel like I have to start doing a beat every time I say that. Yeah, it's so annoying. Like, but some other kid out there, 
thinks he's Lou and we trust and Lou we trust, which we're, we're going to cross that road when we get there with this mm-hmm. guy. I don't know who he is. I hope he hears this and we can have a face to face. I'll buy him out. I don't know what it is because I need that. I can't keep going on these Instagram on these 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 things and saying in underscore Lou. I can't do that all the time. But for now, it is what it is. But that's where anyone could find me. I mean, we could like get our imaginary followers to go and report that account and like get him banned. And exactly. get that here. That's what right. we all need our imaginary followers to start our imaginary army to get this imaginary guy out of here so I can make my imaginary world <laughs> real. Exactly. Uh, now I'm going to kick myself in the ass because I know we kind of brought it to an end, but now I want to ask why bombs bodies? Like, where did that come from? Sorry. Well, gr- growing up, I was always Lou Bombs because my last name is Bombardier. Bomber. Yeah. So it was always mm-hmm. Lou Bombs, you know? And I put Bombs Bodies because I never wanted it to be like just Lou itself. I want Bombs Bodies to scale to a business, you know, a, a whole, I want people to work under me, but because everyone has their own perfect little way to do things. You know, if I want to help a collective society, I, I don't know everything, you know what I mean? So I get the best of, or at least what I vet people that I could trust to do certain. So the bodies part is not just the physical body, it's the whole essence of the body the mm-hmm. mind, the spirit. So it's the whole collective of being a human body in this body between, again, the mind and the spirit and the physical sense. So bombs is the bombs idea of Lou bombs integrated with everyone's bodies together collectively to help the whole manifestation of this physical form we have. And it's starting off as physical, but it all integrates, you know, you like, for instance, like, like the mind is it all, then the spirit and the body, like the rock himself, right? He could be a prolific figure, but if he got a lobotomy, he's done. It's all together, it's all together. So that's the meaning of the bombs bodies is collectively mind, body, spirit to grow in a community together. That's where bombs bodies came from. Oh, man, that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I like and that. I- Very holistic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just even the holistic thing. It's, that, that's another word that could be thrown around, like, uh, you know, like, let me wash yeah, this. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, with that, uh, thank you to anyone who listens to this. Again, as usual, tell your parents, tell your grandchildren, grandparents, friends, family, neighbors, everyone, uh, get, get an army behind this. Thank you for listening. And that's us, Managing and Miners. Goodbye.